Welcome to the Just Trek podcast where elevation is our recreation. This is your host, Justin Just Rock Ramon, coming to you from Los Angeles. On this show, you will hear stories and adventures from badass hikers, local explorers, to even dancers and artists. Join the Just Trek crew on our journey to True North. You can follow us on Instagram at just.trek, facebook.com slash official, and our website justtrek.net. This episode is supported by our good friends over at Showgrow. Showgrow is the most trusted online marketplace to purchase quality CBD products. Check them out more on showgrowmarketplace.com. Just Trek crew, what it do? This is your host, Just Rock. And on this episode, my special guest goes by the name Dora Santana, aka D. She is an LA based peak bagger, educator, onesie enthusiast, and a lover of the great outdoors. On today's episode, we learn more about D's six pack of peaks journey, discuss tips and advice for long day hikes, the beast Iron Mountain, and dig deeper into our transformational hiking journey. Here's a conversation I hope you enjoy. What is going on? Welcome to the podcast, Dee. Hey, thanks for having me. Just here trying to stay cool with the 100 degree weather. Oh, that's right. Because you're more like uh, inland Los Angeles County. Yes, it's been really hot out here today. So what is, so where are you? And then how hot is, how hot is it exactly? I'm in Pico Rivera. Today it was 99, but definitely felt like 100 or more. Oh my goodness. See, I'm on the west side. I'm 20 degrees less than you. Uh, jealous. Yeah, I keep forgetting like when I'm complaining about it, I think of the people in the valley and like oh, east of yeah. downtown LA. Mhm. And I'm just like, I'm I'm going to survive. If worse comes to worse, I'll just hop on over to Venice Beach and cool off. Exactly, right? Mhm. Uh, this is a really cool moment right here because I think you're going to be my first guest whom I have not actually met in person, but through social media land. Oh, social media always bringing people together, right? Mm-hmm. How did we meet through social media again? <laughs> it was, it, it well, was Instagram, well, right? Yeah, well, I was digging through my messages on how we met. I found out that you clapped at one of my stories. I did not clap at right your stories. Into my DM. You clapped at my story first. <laughs> what? Was it really a clap? Yeah, it was a clap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really funny. And then what did what happened from there? And then from there, we just struck up conversation. I remember asking you about Mount Whitney because I was considering hiking it last year, and you gave me a bunch of good tips. And then oh, we just right. became friends. There you go. I, I'm like trying to figure out. Oh, that's right. I think I began starting meeting or coming across content of people in the LA hiking community when I started using. And incorporating certain hashtags, right? Mm -hmm. Like I was following Six Pack of Peaks, Fifty Two Hike Challenge. I was using those uh, hashtags and incorporating them into my into each of my posts. And then I started noticing I was like, "Oh, I'm coming across some really dope content from people in Los Angeles County." <laughs> yeah, I feel like definitely I use a lot of those hashtags, and I feel like I, you do find a lot of cool people through that. Yeah, it's a it's a really powerful tool if you know how to use it correctly. Mm -hmm. You know, because most people will just do like hashtag hiking hashtag whatever right you got to like kind of educate yourself on how to use it cleverly definitely that way when people search they come across your page and then you can provide them with tips or information mm -hmm. that they might be looking for 
Do you have your own hashtag? I think I might have seen something. Um, I thought about it, but then uh, I drifted away from it. It was Lotus on the Mountain. Uh, I like that. That's yeah, dope. I know. I liked it too. And I tried it for a while, but I feel like it was just a little too much for me. <laughs> so everyone, she's known as Hiking Lotus Flower in Instagram <laughs> land. How yes, did you come up with that me. name? Huh? Where did that name come from? Oh, so basically, I love the lotus flower. And I feel like the lotus flower has a very beautiful meaning. So lotus flowers grow in murky waters. And in order to be beautiful, they have to go through all of that, like adversary, adversity, and then come out and blossom. So I feel like that's kind of a reflection of my life. That's <laughs> so deep. I oh, I didn't know I was going to go there. Hell yeah. Huh? That was deep. Yeah, right? Yeah, so I feel like I loved hiking, or I love hiking, and I love lotus flowers, so then Hiking Lotus Flower was born. That's really dope. I like that. Thanks. I'll never look at it the same, that name. <laughs> Let's get into how you're doing. I'm curious I'm curious to know, how have you been adjusting to life during the COVID-19 pandemic? Ooh, well, the first the first two weeks were definitely hard. I feel like I'm like such a creature of routine. Like I love routine and structure. And I feel like the first two weeks were just really sad. And I was trying to get my life together, trying to adjust to teaching from home. And I feel like once I was I got my new routine going, everything just kind of flowed. Like I can't believe I've been working from home for six weeks now. Wow. So, yeah. And I mean, I'm grateful to have a job. I think it really like get gave me a lot of clarity on where I want to continue going with like my career and my life. So, I'm really grateful for this thinking time. I feel like I'm grateful for my job, for my family, for my health, for so many things. So, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely taught us to like take a step back and be mm -hmm. grateful for every single thing even if it's small. For sure. For are you sure. turning, I'm curious, are you turning to anything for comfort? Maybe it could be like an old family recipe or you're like watching an old cartoon show or maybe you're developing a new hobby or you're going back to old hobbies. Is there anything that you're turning to for like comfort and like a sense of normalcy? Um, I think just sticking to my routine that I had before, I think that's like a major, like something major for me because I was going to the gym three times a week and since the gym closed, I like stuck to my uh, routine at home. So that's really been keeping me sane, just continuing to work out like I incorporating uh, incorporated now an extra day. So now I do workouts four days a week. And then I added running, which I'm not much of a runner. But since hiking is not happening as often as I would like it to now I'm running to trying trying to run. That's exactly how I feel. I'm like, damn it, I need to run now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm running Lotus Flower. <laughs> Yeah, it's just uh, everyone just changed your hiker name to something run. Mine's going to yeah. be just run. It's no longer just trek. <laughs> yeah, sure. The routine is really important. Do you have like a home gym or something or a little setup? No, I have. I bought resistance bands and then I already had weights. So and then I had gone to um like a camp where they taught me different workouts. So then now I just create my own workouts. That's so good. every week I create a workout at like a leg, legs and glutes, and mm -hmm. then I do it twice and then I create a new one the next week. Nice. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like everyone's getting really creative with how to work out. 
you oh, know, yeah. during this uh, pandemic. I'm seeing some pretty funny stuff out there. <laughs> like what? What did you see? I don't know. It's just, I'm, I think what I'm trying to say is like, I'm looking at people who like normally never exercise and they're using like bands and they're, they're like checking into IG lives of like yoga and like booking like personal trainers. I'm like, you did not do any of this whatsoever before. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. You know what I heard that was funny? Um, I was trying to buy um, weights, right? Like dumbbells. And they're sold out everywhere. They're sold out at Walmart, Target, Amazon, everywhere. So then the PE teacher at my school told me to get gallons of milk and fill them up with dirt so that I could lift weights. And I was like, you know what? That's not a bad idea. That's brilliant. <laughs> right? I was like, the world needs to know about this. <laughs> Wait, so how, how much is that weight? Like one gallon? I don't know. I actually didn't try it yet. But when I do try it, I'll let you know. I'll put it on my Instagram story. All right. Yeah, post it on your Instagram. <laughs> do an IG live training session. <laughs> Empty milk cartons with dirt. Yes, exactly. And I was like, you know what? Gallons, gallons of milk have handles on them, right? Oh, wait, I saw that gallon challenge. That's uh, Did you start that? I did start that. The gallon challenge for water. Yeah. Ah. It kind of just happened. I was going to do like a one day challenge a couple friends. You know how everyone was doing challenges on Instagram? Mm-hmm. And um, then people, the people that I tagged started asking me like, how, how long are we doing this for? Like, I really like this. It helped me drink a lot of water. And I was like, well, how about we do it for 21 days? Thanks for not tagging me I'm or sorry. nominating me. That's messed up. <laughs> my still so my initial like purpose was for me to tag some people and those people to tag some people, but then the way it worked out was completely different. So in 21 days I'll start a new challenge and I'll tag you. Okay. I'm down. <laughs> Hopefully it's not too crazy. <laughs> no, it'll probably be water again. <laughs> it has to be about water. <laughs> Let's dig deeper into your story. Ooh, story yeah, time. So uh, mysterious. <laughs> I really want to know, how did you first get into hiking? And when did the journey start for you? So it's like a two-part question. The journey. So I feel like usually when people ask me this question, I usually just give them like a very surface level response. Like I just wanted to get fit. And then I started hiking, right? But um, as I like, of course, as I'm thinking of this question, there's like, a lot more that went into it. Mm-hmm. So my journey started about, it started three years ago when I came back from Oklahoma City. And I was basically on a mission to like change my life and truly know what it feels like to like genuinely love yourself. And I remember um, telling one of my friends, like, I just want to look in the mirror and and be proud of the girl that I see because I feel like I felt like at the time I wasn't. So I started looking for a hobby to replace um, my current hobby, which was drinking every weekend with mm-hmm. my friends. And um, I tried roller skating. I tried biking. I tried going to the gym. And then finally, I tried hiking and I loved it. And I Roller always- skating, huh? Uh-huh. You tried roller skating. I did. I did. I like, I swear, I like tried roller skating. I couldn't stop and I kept falling and I was like, enough. <laughs> That's, I live near uh, World on Wheels. Oh, nice, nice. I've yeah. never been there. Yeah, it's the one that Nipsey Hussle was like a co-owner in, the rapper. Oh, okay. Yeah, a lot of community support. But uh, go ahead, finish your, go ahead with your story. <laughs> yeah, so I think what really got me like into hiking was that it like challenged me. It challenged me mentally and physically. 
And once I found that love for hiking, I decided to do the six peak challenge. And that's when I truly, truly knew that I had found something that I loved more than drinking because that was my only hobby at the time, which is sad, right? But it's like, it's a sad reality for a lot of us. Like we don't have hobbies. I know like in the Latino family, it's like, it's not a thing to have hobbies, you know, like you go home from work, you drink your beer, you chill, you watch TV and it's like, that's what it is. And that's what I had. And so I um, gave up drinking because I wanted to see what I was capable of if I gave hiking 100% of myself. And so now I've been sober and hiking for three years. Okay, if I was like texting you, I'd like type in like six clap emojis right now. <laughs> You're like, gonna yo, clap that... at me again? <laughs> <laughs> like, on some real talk, congratulations. That's incredible to have sobriety. I applaud oh, you thanks. and that transition for you. That's a beautiful thanks. thing. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, God God knows I'm a ho- I am can be a hooligan too. <laughs> so, was it was it like Modelo time for you? Oh, it Lord, it was, uh, it was not <laughs> a pretty time. So oh, I think with like drinking, you know, like there's people who can handle drinking and who know their limits. But I was like on that other end where mm-hmm. I just didn't. And I... I had been drinking since I was 15 years old. So, and it wasn't like I started drinking just for fun or casual. It was, you know, bad. So mm-hmm. I feel like I just wanted that to end. I came to a point in my life where I was like, I have so much to live for and I don't want to ruin it. Yeah. Now you're going to be exploring for the rest of your like, you know, Heck physical yeah. <laughs> fitness journey. That's incredible. Yes. The, uh, so when you said you were trying to find hobbies and you came across hiking, was that like a thought that you had personally? Or was it like a friend that like invited you on a hike? Or like, how was it like you came like, oh, let me try hiking? Like, what was that? Like, how did you come to that thought? Um, I feel like also coming back from Oklahoma City, I wanted to explore California. So I thought like before, so backtrack, before I left to Oklahoma City, I didn't really explore California, SoCal, LA, anything. So I left to Oklahoma, came back, and I wanted to explore. I wanted to visit new places, see places I had never seen before. So that's when I discovered Runyon Canyon. <laughs> and I was <laughs> the, the like, wow, LA this hiking. place is great. <laughs> real LA hiking. I'm just kidding. Yeah, that was like, I can't believe I'm this high. <laughs> and you know what? Like, Runyon Canyon is dope. Like, I feel like I'm never going to forget yeah. going up there and, like, almost throwing up and being like, oh my God, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah, I just, I wanted to explore and see new places. You got to start somewhere. So always like that first hike is always kind of like special. Definitely that. And I don't know if you've ever been to the Culver City Stairs. That's my hood. Oh my God. I I couldn't even go halfway up. Like I remember looking at the stairs and being like, oh, my God, I'm going to pass out. <laughs> like, D, the Culver City stairs is a leg buster and it'll shock your body <laughs> if it'll shock anyone's body if they're not used to like steps and elevation. Like even the fittest of people, like even people that run a lot, like it's a different kind of workout. I keep trying to explain to them. Like I was yeah. hosting like sunset hikes there like <laughs> weekly. I'm like, hey guys, I know a lot of you are very fit, but if you need to take a break, step to the side. Like this is a different kind of workout. And some of them, you know, they're like, oh, I'm good, you know. But then I see them like a quarter of the way up, like dying, and I'm just yeah, like smiling. That was me. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a that place has a special uh, place in my hiking journey for yeah. sure. Yeah. 
For sure. I remember I was like, I'm on a mission to come here every weekend until I can go up these stairs. We'll have to do the Culver City stairs sometime. Yeah, definitely. I love that place. There's also uh, next to it is uh, Kenneth Han, which is like one of my favorite gems oh, of never uh, been trails there. and parks. Yeah, it's it's incredible. You would be like, I had no clue this was here at oh. all. So would you say that Runyon was like, uh, like the specific moment in your mind when you were like, after you felt addicted to hiking and you wanted to keep exploring and like conquer as many peaks as possible? Or was it something else, another moment or specific hike? Hmm, let me see. I feel like Runyon was definitely like the spark mm-hmm. that like, you know, lit up my road to hiking, I guess. I don't know how to say the it. Ga- but <laughs> The gateway, the gateway to you gateway. starting more hikes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, what was it? It was definitely not Wilson because after Wilson, I cried and I was like, do I really want to do this? Yo, Wilson is a, Wilson (laughs) is long. Like, wow. Wilson is so long and so much elevation gain to be the first one of the six pack of peaks. But uh, go ahead. Yes. I remember coming home and like, I just laid in bed and I was living because I had just, I had came back from Oklahoma City. So I was living with my mom and my mom was like, but you wanted to go walking. And I was like, mom, it's not just walking, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this is not walking. This is straight up I was like, you trekking. don't understand. This mountain just destroyed me. <laughs> my goodness. So I think what kind of kept me going was probably Cucamonga Peak. And then once I did Cucamonga Peak and I was like, holy moly, like this is so cool. Then it was Baldy. Then I fell in love with Baldy. And I think definitely once I started the six peak challenge, it was when like I was hooked. So what is the six uh, peak challenge you are referring to for our listeners? So the six peak challenge are the, what is it? The six highest peaks in Southern California. So you mm-hmm. start off and it builds you up um, gradually so that you can hike San Gorgonio, which is the highest peak in SoCal. So you start off with Mount Wilson Mm-hmm. And that one's, I think, 14 miles and about like 4,000 something elevation gain. Then you go to um, Cucamonga Peak and that's when you're like at, um, what is it? I don't remember, 12 miles long and the elevation gain just keeps increasing. Then you go to Baldy and you're like 10,000 feet above yep. like I don't know, sea level. <laughs> I love Baldy. That's probably one of my favorite strenuous hikes that I love doing over yes. and over again. And there's so many ways to get to Baldy. Like I've done four different ways up there and I still want to explore more. Well, you did it Register Ridge, right? I did. I did go so up jealous. Register Ridge. <laughs> That's the one route I haven't done yet. I did Bear Canyon, Devil's Backbone. Actually, I haven't gone up Ski Hut. I've only gone up a certain segment. Okay, yeah. I think Register Ridge is fun. <laughs> It's a fun, it's a fun Define hike. fun. <laughs> I need a Gatorade for that one. Yeah, that one's a, uh... oh, you know what's crazy? I met mm-hmm. someone on Los Leones in Pacific Palisades randomly, and he was the person that opened up Register Ridge. Oh, snap. That's so cool. Wow. It was just random. Like, I talked to him. It was like this older, cooler guy. I found out he was in the Sierra Club. George, if you ever listen to this, I want to get in contact with you. And have you on the podcast or just even just reconnect? Because I was like, we were talking. I was like, yeah, I did Iron Mountain. He's like, oh, you did Iron Mountain. And then he was like, oh, have you, you've done Baldy, right? I'm like, yeah, I've done it. He's like, do it Register Ridge. It's the steepest way up. I'm like, oh, my God, you're like, you're the coolest person I've met today. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to you, George. Kicked yeah, my George. butt. 
<laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly. I love I love strenuous steep hikes. It's just like torture, torture yeah. myself. Torture, and then you know, it just reminds you that you're such a badass. It's like, damn, I just did that. Yep, exactly. I think my one of my favorite feelings is when you after you do the peak and you are going down the highway, mm-hmm. and, you're, and you're going back home, and you look up and you're like, I was up there. Yes. I was up yes. there. And you're just like, what the heck was I doing up there? I could not stop telling people, like, especially my mom. I was like, look, mom, you see that mountain? I was at the top of that mountain. They never, they'll never understand really or believe never. you. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. So but, Cucamonga was the mm-hmm. peak that got you like addicted to yes. the feeling of hiking and mm-hmm. wanting to explore more. Okay. That's awesome. That's such a, that's a solid one. Yeah. That's like 14, 15 miles. That it's is a strenuous long, yeah. one. But mine beautiful. for me was uh so mine was like Coral Canyon was the gateway. Uh-huh. And then it was Sandstone Peak, which is what got me like obsessed with hiking. Like I did it during sunset. Uh-huh. And it was just I'll never forget beautiful. how like the sunset hit the mountains on the day. It's like forever embedded in my mind. And then like it opened up my mind and I was like, Oh my God, I love this. I need to explore as many hikes and conquer as many hikes in LA County as as I can. Yes. Yes, sunset hikes are beautiful for sure. It's like, yeah, it's unreal, unreal. Like a painting, I don't know, magic. It's definitely magic. <laughs> What's that thing? It's magic. What is that All a right, song? Ne- ne- never mind. That totally went over your head. <laughs> Awkward <What>? silence slash crickets. <laughs> crickets. Okay, you know what? We're just going to segue out of that. Okay, wait, but I didn't even say like also after Baldi, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. there's also San Bernardino, San Jacinto, and then finally San Gorgonio. Your so favorite. yeah, if you want to do the six peak challenge, definitely, definitely recommend. 10 out of 10 recommend. That's awesome. You should be an ambassador for them. <laughs> I mean, you never know, right? They might hear this. <laughs> You're like, who's that girl? <laughs> this is a perfect segue into... Uh, the next question I want to talk to you about are the topic. Yes. So I've noticed, you know, like through all your content and everything, I thought you would be someone great to give hiking tips and advice for long day hikes, especially since you did the six pack of peaks challenge and you just listed off a bunch of the, the major mountains in that challenge. Yeah. Can you provide our listeners with some hiking tips from your experience that have helped you conquer these long day hikes? Like you mentioned, like a Baldi, a Cucamonga peak, a San Gorgonio, which is like 20 miles long at like higher elevation. <laughs> I think, um, let's see, advice. I feel like the biggest thing that I've learned throughout hiking is get yourself a good pair of shoes. Like seriously, get yourself a good pair of shoes because if you're not comfortable with the boots that you have, you're going to be miserable and the hike is not going to be fun. I feel like I made the mistake of getting boots that are just right for my toes and my toes would always, always hurt. Like I was Mm. always in pain, like for a year I was in pain and I was just like, Oh, it's just the way my feet are. Like maybe I'm tired. Maybe I need to get used to it. It's like, no, you need shoes that are at least a size bigger than what you normally wear because your feet swell up, your toes like hit the front of your shoe and you like risk losing a toenail. Once I got boots that were amazing bigger than my actual shoe size like I've never been in pain again that's a great point actually <laughs> that's that's probably one of the most crucial points you can make because it's yeah. it's your feet you're yes. hiking on your feet for sure like and I remember like I, when I went to REI the guy he was like 
you need a size bigger. And I was like, oh, but I don't want my feet to look big. And he was like, look, do you want your feet to look cute and small? Or do you want to be the comfiest person on the trails? And I was like, I want to be the comfiest. And he was like, then get these boots. <laughs> yeah, he had to like really explain it to you. For sure, yeah. Um, definitely a good hiking backpack too. I remember when I first started, you know, I bought my backpack at Walmart, not the comfiest. It would always bust up my shoulders because it had no padding. And that was my second investment. I got a nice backpack with like that most of the weight is on my hips. So no weight is on my shoulders and also like super comfy. Is there a, so I'm actually really want to get into this. You bring up a great point with packs. What, like for a long day hike, what do you think is a good size leader for a, a day pack? Like 20, 25, 30, 35, you know? Mm, I have, what size do I what have? What do you I think, use? I think I have a 23 or 26. I don't remember, but it's not, yeah, it's somewhere in between 23, 26. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, everyone like I, listening, there's like different liters or, vol yeah. or different sizes of bags. So yeah. And I definitely went like with a smaller size too, because I'm like, my frame is small. And if you go to the, to the store, like they'll measure you up and like also give you tips on what best fits your frame. But yeah, you're I went talking with about a, REI, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I went with a smaller one because I don't eat that much when I go hiking. I eat the day before I drink water the day before when I go hiking, I don't really take any snacks. I take I take a protein shake, I take water, I take Gatorade, and then I always take a bag of Hot Puffs because I love Hot Puffs. Oh, that's your guilty uh, tra trail snack pleasure? It is, it is, but I don't really eat that much on my hikes. But I do eat after. So once I'm done, like that's my my reward. I go and I get myself some pizza, some tacos, some burritos i don't know i just go out and eat after all you just stop i'm gonna like leave the podcast and start <laughs> eating right now yeah. i haven't ate <laughs> one of my favorite places to eat is called rose city pizza so if you've never been there definitely check them out they have a carne asada pizza they have a um oh el pastor pizza. they have an elote with hot cheetos pizza i love that place Okay, you're just going to bring me there <laughs> and we're just going to order like four different pizzas and then i'm going to pass out afterwards <laughs> Deal? Definitely check them out. It's my favorite after hiking meal. No, I I I love pizza so much. Like I like I'm that's crazy they have those kind of pizzas cuz that's that's different, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. They get fancy with their pizzas. I actually studied abroad in Italy for 3 months and oh, my nice. literally my diet every day was margarita pizza and I will never <laughs> trade it for anything else in the world. <laughs> Pizza's yummy. I don't blame you. So you're going to have to check out Rose City. Because you'll be the real critic. Like, you'll be able to compare it to, like, Italian pizza. I mean, it's, I don't even care. You said carne asada. You said mm, al pastor. Mm -hmm. I love al pastor so much, yes. especially with a pineapple. Yes. Damn, this has turned into a food podcast <laughs> all of a sudden. <laughs> I guess it goes hand in hand, hiking and food, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Rose City should sponsor your next meal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I am hungry now. Okay, so what is the last thing you said you were talking about? Uh, uh, you were talking about the size of the boot and then yeah. a, a good day pack. And then yeah. what else did you say? I think just uh, sleep. Definitely get some good, good sleep. I always try to sleep eight hours before my hike. So 
I try to get some good sleep, eat the like eat the night before, make sure you eat well, drink water. Yeah. How much water do you bring on a long day hike personally for like a baldy or a cucamonga? Um, I usually carry it depends because when I first started, I carried a lot of water because I was nervous. I like you have to really get to know your body. You have to know how much water your body consumes, how much how much water you think you're going to need. So like for me, I'll carry like two liters of water and a Gatorade. And that like gets me through like my hike. But when I first started, I would carry more because I felt like I needed more. So it just depends. Also depends on like how hot it is. I think like right now, like if I were to hike tomorrow, I would definitely carry three liters because it's going to be really hot tomorrow. So it just depends on you and your body. That's a great point that you make. It really just depends on like, because all of us consume water at different rates. Yeah. Like I need a lot of water and I just got used to carrying like a lot more water weight. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like, that's how I operate. If I have yeah. too little water, I'm going to, I'm not going to be a happy camper. No. Yeah. I agree. And you have the like, whole like hydration system, right? Or like, yes, how do you... like you have to figure like as the more you hike, the more you'll be able to figure out what your body needs. Like before I used to think I needed a gallon of water and I would carry a gallon of water and my backpack was super heavy, but I feel like that's what I needed at the time. And I needed a peanut butter sandwich and I needed like, um, energy jellies and I needed a bunch of stuff. And now I'm like, yeah, I, I don't need that anymore. So I think as your journey goes on, like you'll find that you can start getting rid of things to make your pack lighter. You definitely did it properly, I would say, because it's better to be overprepared oh, yeah. than underprepared. Yes. I was like, I'm not trying to die out here. <laughs> and I always say to people like, like bring extra water because there's a really good chance that the person you're hiking with or the people in your group definitely did not bring enough unless they're like, you know, they're pretty experienced or seasoned to a degree. Yes, you know what I mean? That's true. And I think the good thing about bringing extra water too is that like more like you'll always run into someone who needs water like even if it's not someone you're with like I've given so much water out to people that I see on the trails like people that are underprepared people that bring kids like and they don't bring water so I feel like I always end up giving away water that I have that's extra and yeah to them yeah they're it's a blessing because they're just like thank you I was dying I'm like yeah next time make sure you do your research (laughs) they always will remember you forever (laughs) you're like oh follow me on instagram (laughs) no (laughs) or not that maybe not um i think a lot of people also don't realize like when you do bring a lot of water like it's gonna go down because you're drinking it on the way up so you're not really carrying like four liters of water it's gonna go down to three after the first like hour Mm -hmm. or two then down to two so i want people to also realize that as well you're not carrying four liters of water the entire journey it's coming down in weight Mm mm-hmm Yes. All right. So this, I saw something that like definitely caught my attention, I think on one of your posts. What did you see? <laughs> I saw a bunch of people running around in onesies on the summit of one of the mountains. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is, so what's, what is that all about? Were you all celebrating something or like is a onesie part of the 10 essentials now or like what's going on? <laughs> it's definitely one of the 11 essentials now. It's been, it's been rewritten. So written don't forget D. to carry your onesie or you will die. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but um, I see Um, when when was the first time I wore a onesie? I wore a onesie the first time I ever camped. I actually camped for the first time ever in my entire life 
last year and it was baldy and i did it for nice. one of my friend's birthdays oh, i haven't i never camped at baldy yet That's yeah awesome. so i wore my onesie because my friends were like it's gonna be cold just wear something warm and i wore my onesie and yeah it did it did the work so have you what ever camped? kind of onesie huh what kind of onesie oh my cat onesie oh wow that's awesome <laughs> And that one, you know what? That onesie actually has a very beautiful story behind it, like everything else. Um, I bought that onesie after my kitty cat, who I loved so much, passed away. No. I went, I went to Walmart and I saw that onesie and it looked just like him. And I was like, oh, my little bubba bear. Oh, and that's crazy. I know. And I feel like, you know, the universe always sends you signs. So... I just took that as a sign and it's my favorite. It's the only onesie I have. It's my favorite onesie and I love it. I have a Superman onesie, but I don't think I would wear that up <laughs> to the peak. I, I lost the cape at like a party. It was at uh, my friend Scotty's. Shout out to Scotty and his girlfriend. <laughs> I left my cape at home at their crib. Oh my goodness. I mean, that's a pretty smart thing to also pack too, I feel like. It just would take up a lot of room, right? Yeah, it does. It does. So that's why um, I, I've only done my onesie when I, I only do it when I go camping. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. You did baldy, you said, when you did when you wore the onesie? Yeah, that was the first time I camped. We camped that after, I don't know, well, you said you haven't gone up the ski hut. So you go up the ski hut, you pass the switchbacks. And once you get to the top, we camped there. And then we woke up early in the morning to hike up to the summit to catch the sunrise. Oh, my, that's what I wanted to do for my birthday this year, but that didn't happen. Oh, no. You that's exact. I wanted summer. to book book a, what is it, the ski hut, the uh -huh. San Antonio ski hut, and then yeah, do exactly what you just said. Yeah, no, it was beautiful. And it was my first, like I said, my first time camping. I was always scared because I'm not like the biggest fan of the nighttime and the woods. I feel like scary yeah. things happen, but no, nothing happened. So I think... That helped me kind of ease in. I did a, a one night. It was just one night. Then after that, I went to Langley, and that's where I stayed two nights, also with my onesie. <laughs> and, you know, my onesie protects me. <laughs> hey, I, I believe you. It protects I mean, me you're... from the scary monsters that live in the forest. <laughs> you're inspiring me. I'm, like, going to go on Amazon right now. I need to figure out, like, what onesie I want to rock for my next summit. Yeah, so then I did that. And then after that, for my birthday... This year, I did another, I camped at Potato Mountain, and I wore my onesie too. So you've bagged like four peaks in onesies. Three, three, three. Baldy, oh, Langley. Langley counts for two though, because Lord. Oh, you did Langley. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a huge accomplishment. Congrats. Yeah, that was my first 14er. Well, my only 14er so far, but. It was definitely on my list, and I was glad to have been able to check it off last year. How many mileage? What was the mileage on that? I don't. I don't even remember, honestly. Like fifteen? Like it's long, right? It's probably very long. it was long, long, long. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the Eastern Sierras are a, such a beautiful and special place. Yes. Oh my God, I would. I'm ready to go back for sure. It's considered the. It's considered like the golden, like it's 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 considered like the prized, like uh, mountain range in California. I actually heard that yeah. a few times. Yeah, the Sierras for sure. Compared oh, to man. the Rocky Mountains, 
Oh, Colorado? Oh, yeah. Colorado's beautiful. Never been out there. You have to check it out one day. Yeah, I'm like reminiscing now about Mount Whitney, but that's a whole nother, I feel like that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> I'll talk about that for an hour. Oh, I can't wait. I, I was actually doing Langley to train for um, Whitney, but it just didn't fall through and it's okay. Everything happens you're, for a reason. You're going to do Whitney. I'm going to do Whitney. Yes, I'm going to. You don't also, um, even if you didn't get a permit, there's a lot of ways to like still do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because people are always canceling last second. You just got to go to their website for them and just refresh it over and over again and just choose some dates that you want to go up there. Yeah, definitely. I feel like one of my friends told me he was going to do that. So I might see, hopefully somebody, hopefully somebody invites me this year. Wink, wink, nudge, (laughs) nudge, nudge. (laughs) Yeah, I'm actually, uh, I want to do it again this year. I mean, it was, that was, I would say that was the pinnacle for sure of my trekking journey. Like it was- the most over it was the most intense and gorgeous day I ever had in a long time. I bet it was incredible. I bet I'll have to talk off air about it for sure. It's, a, <laughs> it's definitely a special that was a that was a special moment like conquering Mount Whitney for sure. Yeah, it's a huge, huge account. I feel like that's what I mean, at least for me, that's what I'm working towards. So yeah, and I know you'll you'll be able to crush it because mm-hmm. you're a badass hiker. Thanks. <laughs> Actually, let's talk about some badass things. Let's talk about Big Bad Iron Mountain. Oh, God. (laughs) What do you want to know about iron? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'd like to welcome back Showgrow as an episode sponsor. When I say show, you say grow. Show. Show grow when I say show, you say grow. Show grow, show grow. Show grow is the most trusted online marketplace to purchase quality CBD products. Check them out more on showgrowmarketplace.com. For those not too familiar, CBD is a non intoxicating natural compound that helps reduce symptoms of chronic pains, insomnia, anxiety, depression, and more. The past couple of years, I've really dealt with sleep problems before my adventures and soreness after my strenuous day hikes in the San Gabriel Mountains. I decided to give CBD a try, specifically the edible candies and cream, and it has definitely helped with having deeper and longer sleep and reduced my body's soreness after a long day hike. Shogo has creams, tinctures, edibles, and anything you can imagine, really. They even have shops in California and Vegas. I especially love how active they are in the Southern California community, hosting beach cleanups to help conserve the beauty of the outdoors. For our listeners... Use the code TREK, T-R-E-K, at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Click on our Instagram bio link for the direct link or visit showgrowmarketplace.com. So before I explain what iron is or you explain, what are your feelings towards this hike? Like Whenever someone brings it up, like what do you just feel immediately? I feel instant regret. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean that hey, if that's how you feel like No, no, no. I that mountain is a beast. Like it is a beast. It's the beast of all beasts and I think when I was when I decided to do it, I was kind of just like I just want to do it. Like I feel like my 
my want was so strong that it blinded me to my lack of underpreparedness physically. I feel like I did it and I conquered it, but I feel like I, I want to do it again and not feel like I'm dying. So mm-hmm. I feel like for Iron Mountain, definitely go make sure you're physically prepared. I mean, anyone can conquer anything. If you set your mind to it, you can achieve anything you want. And like, that's the mentality that I have. But now I'm kind of like, okay, I want to do iron again and feel good doing it because I know like it's super steep. It goes, takes you on a journey of you gain elevation, you lose elevation, you gain elevation, you lose elevation. So it's definitely physical and mental. It it messes with you mentally too. Yeah. So what Dee's talking about everyone is like this hike is absolutely a monster it is a suffer fest <laughs> yeah and just for context uh, iron mountain is it's in the san gabriel mountain range and it's considered the hardest uh hike and most isolated one in the san gabriels and the san gabriels are pretty rough and tough steep mountain range and mm-hmm. man like, i have so many feelings every time i think about iron like everything you just said was just so perfect like <laughs> i i also it's like the hike that i conquered also but i I've, I'm like, I've been avoiding it, but I know it's, I know that I want to conquer it again in a different, like, like in a different, like, uh, mind mindset. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, for sure. I feel like, um, before like this whole COVID thing happened, like I was, tra- I was training for Iron Mountain. I have this challenge nice. of going to Rattlesnake Peak every month. And so basically I'm running every, like every week I'm running, I'm working out. And at the end of the month. I was going to Rattlesnake Peak to do it for time. So that was going to be kind of like my like my checkpoint to see how much better I'm getting. And so I did that, I think, for three months. And then COVID happened. And I was like, no. Dang, you were really training. That's that's yeah, a really hardcore because, training using rattle. Yeah, I want I wanted to hike iron in April, which is now, which is not happening. <laughs> but I mean, the motivation is still there, still working out, still running. And I think I'm just now more motivated to continue with my time that I had for Rattlesnake to like continue surpassing that so that when I do iron, I feel really good about it. Can you describe the feeling when you got done with that last stretch, like at the very top and you got done with all the false summits and you saw that W15 marker? Can you can you describe what your what was going through your your mind when you saw that? I feel like that. I almost cried. I feel like I wanted I wanted to cry and I was so happy and I couldn't believe I made it because there were some times where I just felt like like giving up. I feel like that's the only mountain that's ever made me want to feel like I need to turn back. But I kept pushing and like thankfully the person that I was with also pushed me and they were just like, you can do this. They were very encouraging. They had done the mountain a couple of times. It was my first time. So I felt like man, I need to do this. And having them believe in me was nice too. So just, so crucial. Yeah, for sure. And so just getting up there, I was just like, I couldn't believe I made it. And I think getting down was the, oh man. It's another story, Where's everybody. <laughs> Where's the zip line? <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a really great comment. Where is the elevator? I'm over this hike already. Yeah. Did you use then, trekking poles? Huh? Did you use hiking poles? I didn't. And then my friend saw me struggling and he let me borrow one. (laughs) No way. Wow. 
Yeah, so I was grateful that he let me borrow a trekking pole because, Lord, I was slipping, coming down, and like a, I'll tell you a funny, um, funny story. I was driving back home and I was like so out of it because I couldn't believe it. Took me twelve hours. I was out there for twelve hours. I got home. I parked. I have a tendon parking right, so my cousin parks in the front. I park in the back. So I gotcha. got home and I parked. I came into my apartment. My cousin was here and I was like, hey, I was like, I didn't know you were here. I didn't see your car. And she was like, I'm parked in our parking spot. And I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> I was like, I was like, dude, your car's not there. And she was like, where is it? I was like, I don't know. I didn't see it. So we walked back down to the parking, to our parking space and her car was there. I just didn't see it. Wow. I was that out of it. <laughs> You were just like in outer space. Yeah, I was like, I just want to go home and sleep. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> That's exactly what iron, iron will affect you for sure in that way. Yeah. Can I just give you some major props right now that you were able to bag that peak in one try? Oh, thanks. Like, Thank I really you. mean that because real quick with my story, I mean, I had some variables also. Uh, my friend Mark Feichel and I, we uh, the first attempt... Uh-huh. It was, we started way too late. It was at 9 a.m. Okay. Well, and this is a hike where you have to like, I feel like at the very latest, like start at like 5 a.m. Yeah. Or maybe 6 at the very latest, mm -hmm. right? And it was hot. And then we were a mile from the summit. And, you know, that last, the last two and a half miles of Iron Mountain is where that's, that's where like where legends are born, right? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's the section where it ascends 3,500 feet elevation gain. And it is just. That's the ultimate suffer fest right there. Yes. And so we were a mile from the summit. And I'll never forget, this was the first time ever hiking where I felt woozy and dizzy. And I was like, okay, this is not good. I can't push this anymore. And then also we started too late and we didn't want to hike in the dark. Mm -hmm. So first attempt, a mile from the summit had to turn around. And I'll, I'll never forget it. It bothered me so much that I didn't summit, but mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to come back. Yeah. Second time again, uh -huh. crazy story. Like we were able to summit, but then... You know, there's a friend of ours was kind of like, you know, he kind of hurt himself mm -hmm. and we were on the mountain for such a long time. I won't get into too much details, but I'll never forget when I got to the summit. That was the first time when I hiked and I reached a summit where I was like, I felt so like my head was like so high in the clouds that I was like, I felt like invincible. Yes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just felt so powerful in like a, in like a beautiful, in that beautiful moment. I was like, yo, I'm up here. like holy shit, I'm finally up here like slaying the beast. And then after you like knock out there for like an hour because it's so strenuous and mm -hmm. the views are incredible, you're like, wait, I have to go back down. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I just have to do that again. <laughs> it's like, okay, like for everyone, like going up is like a suffer fest. Going down is a suffer fest because of how steep it is and the loose dirt and terrain. Like it is... It is brutal. Yes. It might be harder for a lot of people actually going down than going up. Mm -hmm. It's like really hard on your knees too. I remember that is one of the hikes that actually did hurt my knees. My knees don't really hurt often, but that hike, man, pretty sure I that got a fever. That was the day. I'm sorry? <laughs> I said pretty sure I got a fever. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the mountain messes you up so bad. Like I remember I was just like... What did I just put myself through? Like, <laughs> why did I do that? But I'll never forget the next day. I went to the went to Marina del Rey, went to this hotel pool, and I was just smiling, drinking my like whatever, like mango juice or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
I feel like I could talk about iron for a while. For you, sure. So you've been doing uh, rattlesnake a lot, you said, right? Yeah. So can you explain what the relation of rattlesnake to iron is? Yeah. Real quick? So they say that rattlesnake is baby iron or iron mountains, like little brother or little sister, whatever. Um, it's pretty similar to iron mountain, less elevation gain, but I think rattlesnake not to be underestimated because the first mile so it's basically eight miles right round trip four miles up four miles down but the first 1.5 miles that you would travel you only gain about 500 feet of elevation about i'm not like don't quote me it's not 100 no but worries. it's like 500 yeah. to 800 feet the rest of the elevation gain is going up the mountain so i think in total it's close to 5,000 feet of elevation gain so from when I like explain to my friends, I tell them you basically climb about like 2000 feet of elevation per mile. Rattlesnake is brutal. Yeah. Rattlesnake is brutal. So um, yeah, it's, it's similar. Also you go up, you gain elevation, you lose elevation mm -hmm. and it's also like the trail is very narrow. It's easy to get lost um yeah but it's beautiful i love it i feel that's definitely my second favorite mountain baldy's my first rattlesnake is my second oh that's a great uh that's a great one too yeah rattlesnake is like i i in certain uh i think rattlesnakes trails is actually more undefined than iron I yeah think iron is like you can find it a mm -hmm. bit better but rattlesnake is like not only is the elevation gain and the, the steepness of the inclines like brutal, but it's like a lot of undefined trails. If you don't know what you're doing, you're mm -hmm. going to get lost if like you're not with somebody that's familiar with it or you don't yes. have like a GPS of some sort. Yeah, I had to do it four times before I finally knew how to get there. And I like I took some people up there and I was like, OK, OK, Dora, this is your time. This is your time <laughs> to show that, you know, this trail, <laughs> you know, what's up? You're the trek leader. I was like, oh, God, please, please let us be safe. Yeah, it's like so different, right? When like you're the person like in charge because yes. you feel responsible <laughs> for everyone. You're like, oh, God, why did I bring all these people? I'm like liable for them now. Exactly. They like totally trusted me to get them up to Rattlesnake Peak and bring them down. And I was like, all right, well, here we go. <laughs> Good for you. That's that's really cool. Yeah. I saw there was a what's that stuffed animal up there? There's a stuffed rattlesnake oh, so up there. Oh, so no, somebody took a rattlesnake up there. When they I bought a rattlesnake, the day up that there. I went, there was actually another group up there, and they took a a big rattlesnake and they they put it around the um the marker, the thirty nine. That's incredible. Yeah, and that was yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> Imagine if it was like a real snake. No, we just snuck in. We snuck in a photo. We were just like, hey. <laughs> can we take a picture with your snake <laughs> wait so when you went up did, did you do it as a loop or did you go out and back out and back out and back have you ever done it as a loop no i haven't but i definitely want to try it i'll tell you more about it uh off air okay <laughs> it's pretty crazy oh yes well. tell me let's jump out of the trails for a second i saw that you have a much love for country music I do. I do love country music. You're always posting like, I think it's like in your stories, you like to use country music. Sam like... Hunt is my husband. Sam Hunt. If you ever listen to this, I love you. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you never know. I mean, uh, 
And you do you go to Stagecoach? I did. Like I went like to country Stagecoach. Music so much? I went to Stagecoach Stagecoach last year and it was my first time going. It was amazing. Wow. I've been to Coachella but not Stagecoach. Okay, yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing seeing all my favorite artists, hearing them live. Like I always every time I go to a concert, I'm just like I'm not going to be that fan girl and every time I am that fan girl. <laughs> and it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, like that area just where they host uh, Stagecoach and Coachella, it's just magical. It's it just is. so much fun to just frolic around on the, the polo fields or whatever you mm -hmm. call them. Yeah. Did you go all three days or is it three days? I What did I do? Yeah, I went three days. We got an Airbnb out there and oh man, it was so much fun. It was hot. It was like, actually, it was this weekend and I think tomorrow they're doing a Couchcella or something. I saw them post about it. <laughs> Yeah, they, there's definitely many couch cellas happening. Yeah, right now. so it was it was amazing. So were you always in the country music like growing up, or like was it like someone put you on, or no? I've always been a very like lyrical person. I love listening to lyrics. I love all types of music, like literally all types, except okay, okay not screamo, but. Oh, God, that's intense. <laughs> I mean, unless they have good lyrics, if they have good lyrics, I'll give them a shot, but. I love lyrics. I like I love listening to people's stories, like artist stories. So when I, I mentioned before that I lived in Oklahoma. So I think my love for country music really started when I lived out in Oklahoma. And I was like, holy, holy, I always say holy moly, holy moly. <laughs> I, holy moly, howdy. I want like I want a love like this. All the country music songs are just so beautiful and well written and they just make you want to fall in love. And yeah. That's great. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if you're in Oklahoma, I'm sure that your love for country just like blossomed oh, yeah. exponentially. I was I bought cowgirl boots. I learned how to two step. I went hey. to I went to um, <laughs> country clubs. I was like, yes, I'm a cowgirl. <laughs> Ooh, the, the country clubs where everyone's doing line dancing. That must be really yep. fun. I would definitely try that out. Yes. Even though I've never really done that. Hey, there's one in Long Beach. If you ever want to go, it's called Cowboy Country. Oh, great. I'll go out of my comfort zone. I'm down. <laughs> it's really fun. I love dancing, but I haven't done that. Yeah. So I'm also a little bit of a country girl for sure. That's awesome. What would you say um, besides country, like your two other top genres of music? Um, Two other top genres. I really like R&B. Yes. I love like Alicia yes, Keys. Yes, yes. Oh, Alicia Keys is my girl. She's timeless. Like God, she is timeless. I can listen to her forever. I love all of her songs. Her lyrics are amazing. Her voice is beautiful. She can play the piano. She inspired me to want to learn how to play the piano. Took a nice. piano class in college. One of the hardest classes I've ever taken. <laughs> piano is no joke. I played for a little bit too. It's I had not. like a crazy yeah. Russian teacher. I was like, I'm going to be YouTube famous. I'm going to learn how to play the piano. I'm going to sing. It's going to be great. And Yes, yes. And country music too. No. <laughs> That's awesome. That was a really good answer. You said Alicia Keys. I have a lot of... I see you. I like that. Yeah. I love her. I actually... I Yeah, I grew up in uh, underground hip hop, but I love all kinds of music and I especially love r and I'm going to I'm gonna put you on some some artists after the show. All right. Cool, cool. Yeah. See what you think of them. I know, but I also love my Spanish music. So I'm um, Latina, Mexican, so I love banda. I don't know if you know what banda is. I've heard of banda. Oh, I, I love, definitely heard of banda. Oof, love banda. It's awesome. I love singing it too. I love dancing it. 
I don't drink, but I hold up my my cup or my water bottle and I'm feeling it. I'm like, yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> As if you were intoxicated, As right? if I was. <laughs> I think that's the beautiful thing of like, even if you're not a dancer, if you just love music, like you don't need like, you know, substances to like feel a high, you know, if you just really vibe with the music so hard, you're just going to be like, oh, yeah, like, dancing your heart out, you, you like, know, or just vibing. Mm-hmm. You feel it in your soul. Like I went to a banda concert, I think last year, or the year before that. And I swear I was like, whoa, like I felt like yeah, I was like in utopia. It was so weird. Banda, you need to send me a, one of your favorite Banda songs. Okay, I will. I will. It's called cool. Banda MS. They're dope. They uh, yeah, the love... instruments. Like I just have such an appreciation for all the instruments that they play. Like how every instrument just plays a key role in their songs. The vocals. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That's awesome. But... I've been listening to a lot of like this like uh, Spanish R and B, and I'm loving it. It's like super ambient, very vibey, more down tempo. I'll definitely oh. have to. Let you know what it sounds like okay, or send you some for sure. Songs. I'm interested. What's next on here? We talked about your love for country music. All right, we're gonna get back into the trails and outdoors and all those things. All right. This one's a bit of a deep question. <laughs> How has hiking enriched your life? Mm, whoa. How has hiking enriched my life? Mm-hmm. Well, in me- I feel like in many aspects, for sure, like like I said um, a little bit ago, like mentally and physically, I feel like I would not be the person that I am without hiking. Like, I feel like I am me now because of everything I've been through on the trails, like pushing myself, finding myself, um, just becoming a stronger person, like physically and mentally. So def- like I said before, too, I feel like it definitely plays a key role in like my sobriety um, I work out now, which I didn't work out before. I work out because I want to be faster and the um, climbing mountains. So I feel like there are so many um, benefits to hiking. And I mean, making friends, I feel like that's like a big, big thing. I feel like the hiking community is such a beautiful community. There's so many people that are just willing to show you around and be your friend, give you tips, advice. I feel a lot of my friends that I actually have now are friends from hiking. So that's been a, a huge blessing. I just want to um, comment on what you just said about making like friends through hiking. Mm-hmm. I found like just being more outdoorsy and then this whole hiking journey, mm-hmm. like the people that I've met, whether in person or through like social media, like, man, like the quality of the people that I'm meeting is just so much better than the quality before. But I've met a lot of amazing people through like my work and events and Mm -hmm. dance but like when I started like meeting people who were like did a lot of outdoor activities whether it's hiking or surfing or whatever it is right I was like wow these are really like these are amazing people and I just felt happier just meeting more of these kind of like super optimistic very altruistic always everyone's trying to help each other and look look out for each other you know yeah and I that's definitely something that I love about hiking that Yeah, you just meet so many dope, dope people. I agree. Thousand percent. Everyone hike, you'll find better friends. I will guarantee you that (laughs) for sure. Or at least if they're not the best of people, they have a good balance to them. (laughs) Yin and yang. They'll they'll definitely motivate you. They'll definitely inspire you. I agree. Is there anyone in the outdoor community that you look up to or that greatly inspires you? 
Man. You know, it could be someone, it could be someone well-known, maybe, maybe like, I don't know, like Alex Honnold. I mean, he definitely inspires me or even just like a friend. Is um, there anyone that uh, you can I, think of? When I started my hiking journey, I did follow and I've told her before, her name is Vivian, Nature High Chick. She nice. was the first hiker that I ever followed. And I remember meeting her when I did the hike for heroes or climb for heroes. Um, for Baldi, I met her. Oh my God. I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, that's her in real life. <laughs> I was such a nerd. And her boyfriend is super dope too. His name is Mike. I don't know if you know him. His name is Disco Loco. And that is an amazing name. Disco he, Loco. He got us on camera. He's like, hugger, hugger. Uh, how do you feel about meeting her? And it was just like the cutest <laughs> thing. And I'm just like, oh my God, how embarrassing, but I don't care. She's so cool. When I um, first started hiking and I didn't know any trails, I I looked at her Instagram and I would ask her questions and she would always be so sweet and respond, respond to me, give me all, tons of tips. And yeah, so now we're actually friends now. And that's, I yeah, I think it's so cool. She still continues to inspire me. She's such a beautiful person. I love it. Shout outs to Vivian. Yes. And then, of course, my friend Sal, Salomon, Sly. Is that Mr. Sly, Jaguar? 626 Sly. Yo, I met them both. He They're is, awesome oh, people. Both the Jag, the Jaguar and Sal. Yeah. I want to interview all of them for <laughs> sure. And then my friend Alfonso. I don't know if you know him. He's freaking fast. Alfonso. I don't think so. Yeah. So there, I think Sal, 626 Lie and Alfonso, man, they motivate me to be fast because those guys, I did um, Nakukamanga. I did um, Gorgonio with them. And mm -hmm. I was like, y'all, did you come alone? Like you're you're living you're leaving me in the dust. Slow yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're, they're just, just like they're so yeah. Yeah, they're sure. just over there chatting about guys, freaking guy stuff, metal and like, I don't know, parts of metal and different types of metal. And I was just like, oh Lord, I'm gonna bring a girl next time. Yo, shout out to the Jaguar hikes. That's the homie. And then I also met 626 Sly. He was super cool too. Yes. They're both super Man, those two are really badass hikers. They inspire me as For well. For sure, yeah. Super sweet, super humble too. Yeah, I was like six to six slides, like doing like Iron Mountain every weekend. I'm like, you eat that mountain for like breakfast. Oh yeah, uh huh. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's, when are you gonna come? Dope. I'm like, when there's no snow. <laughs> You're like, uh, I'll come like another maybe next year. I'll wait on it. I'll wait on it. <laughs> awesome, awesome. But yeah, there's so many people out there that inspire me. That's great. Yeah, it's like really fun, especially when I like that story, how you said, like, you got to meet Vivian in person and you're kind of like fangirling a little <laughs> I <was>. bit. <laughs> I like that story because um, so when I finally met up with like, so Sal invited me or Jaguar Hikes invited me to Jesse Midweeker Hikers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Midweek Hikers birthday. Uh -huh. I met so many people that I had been following from Instagram mm -hmm. and I didn't realize it at first. I was like, oh, that's backcountry Brent. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's uh. <laughs> Oh, this is that one love guy. And then it was like, I met a bunch of people. I met 626 Sly. And then um, I, just, I think I met some other people. I just got introduced to so many people. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what to do anymore. So. Yes. If you want to hike with a badass hiking group, midweek hikers are the ones to hike with. They are so much fun and so dope too. And again, too, so humble. They're like beasts, but they're super chill. Yeah, I like their vibe. They like, they're beasts, but they know they know how to have a good time. Oh, and they yeah. create such a welcoming awesome vibe for everybody mm -hmm. yeah shout outs to midweek hikers jesse <laughs> it was really really awesome meeting you and watching everyone party on the summit yeah <laughs> that was wild oh man
good yeah. times good times i'm sad i wasn't Very... there like i that was like the i didn't go that that weekend and i missed out on meeting you in person maybe i would have gone that clap in real life <laughs> <laughs> yeah may- maybe dang it <laughs> maybe just leave it at that oh god so i'm curious like we're in this pandemic right Mm-hmm. And we're all itching to get outside. We're missing the outdoors so much. I actually have a feeling that some of the trails are going to start opening slowly with like restrictions. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I'm curious, what's on your post-quarantine adventure list? Do you have anything in mind Man. that you want to venture out to once everything, all the restrictions are lifted? Yeah, travel everywhere. I'm going to do what I saw a post on Instagram that said once this quarantine is over, I'm going to do a reverse quarantine and I'm going to never come home. I'm going to be out for a whole month. Reverse it. You want to leave? Huh? You want to leave, huh? No, I'm going to... I I think one of the mountains that is on my list for sure is I want to go up to White Mountain. It's another 14er. Where's that? It's out there. Where is it? By the... By the Sierras. I don't know. Don't quote me. That's terrible. I don't know the exact location, but it's, it's okay. A, it's okay. I know it's a 14er white mountain. Look it up. It's the easiest one from what I've heard. Yeah. I, oh, actually, now it's coming back to me. I definitely have heard about that before. I've seen someone post about it. Yeah. Definitely. So I definitely want to do that. Um, I actually had a trip to Peru planned for my for my birthday. Me and my cousin always take a birthday trip. So that got postponed. So Definitely going to Peru, going up to Machu Picchu. When were you supposed to go? Hmm? When were you supposed to go to Peru? Oh, I was supposed to go in March. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. My episode two with Linda Dawn, the same exact thing happened to her as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it is what it is. I always, I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason. So we'll go when it's our time to go. If you went, you would have been stuck because oh, there was yeah. a lot of stories of Americans stuck there. Yeah, that's what I've heard too. So I'm grateful that we did, just decided to just postpone it. I'm sure you would have been like, oh, I'm stranded in Peru and Machu Picchu. I'm good. Leave, <laughs> leave me here. Still I'll make teaching. it work. <laughs> uh, that's true. Gotcha. You got to go back to the kiddos. No, I would have right? just taught from out there. <laughs> oh, you're like at the Machu Picchu, like, okay, class. So remote learning. I am in the mountains. <laughs> Remote working in the remote mountains, yes, for sure. Yes, Yeah, we're, but... Uh, we're getting close... Oh, sorry, go mm-hmm. ahead. No, those are my, like, so far, like, off the top of my head. I haven't made a list yet, but those are my big... Definitely go to Peru and visit White Mountain, maybe Half Dome. You want to go back to Half Dome? Yes, I want to go back to Half Dome. It was an amazing experience. Yeah, Half Dome is special. What did you think of the cables? Oh, I love them. I love all that stuff. I like I love rock climbing too, so nice. it didn't feel it didn't feel scary. Yeah, you like embraced it, huh? Oh yeah. I was like, yes, this is like the ultimate rock climbing experience. Yeah, so everyone listening, a half dome is the most iconic landmark in Yosemite. It's mm-hmm. the uh, real life North Face logo. Yes. Which is a really cool uh fact about it. Yes. How did you go down? Did you go down the cables? backwards or did you go forward oh i went down backwards gotcha mm-hmm. yeah i didn't want to look down there it was <laughs> i went on the worst possible weekend i couldn't believe someone died four Ooh. days prior to our 
half dome cable so it definitely inserted a lot of anxiety in the group yeah that's the yeah i think um when i went the weekend after i went it was that big earthquake do you remember that big earthquake we had last year oh my god are you serious that was yes. the weekend after and i was like thank the lord we're not out there right now you would have been like dangling on like the cables just like why <laughs> Uh, I don't know, that might have made me give up hiking altogether. Some experience like that, I don't know. Absolutely. You would have been like, um, I love hiking, but I'm going to take a one-year yeah, hiatus. Yeah, that, that earthquake made me cry. It was yeah. so scary. <laughs> did you feel the earthquake a couple days ago? I didn't, no. I heard about it. I didn't feel that one. I was dead asleep. I was, it was, <laughs> I was at the epicenter of it. Oh, so you felt it. <laughs> That, so the epicenter was Baldwin Hills. Uh-huh. And I was literally talking to my cousin. It was midnight. And I will never forget my kitchen. Like, it sounded like a car, like, slammed into the side of the apartment. Ooh. And I was, like, on the on the phone with my cousin. And I was, like, cussing. Like, yo, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on right now? Like, yelling and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's... Yeah, that oof. was wild. Well, I'm glad you're okay. I was, like, okay. I'm glad over 2020. Safe. Yeah, I was, like, I'm over 2020. I'm ready to go back to 2019. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> no, I mean it. Yes, yes. <laughs> so we're uh, pretty much at the end, uh, getting close to the end of the episode. Okay. And I want to get into the rapid fire question segment. Oof. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So there's, uh, <laughs> there's two rounds. Okay. The first round is outdoor focused. Mm -hmm. And the second round is more personal and fun. Okay. Cool? Cool. Bring Round on. one. Are you ready? Ready. You ready, Rocksteady? Ready, ready. All right. Favorite trail snack? Favorite hot, oh, hot puffs. <laughs> Hike in the mountains or sunbathe on the beach? Hike in the mountains. Trail runners or hiking boots? Hiking boots. Duh, I always have a hard time saying this. Desert, desert or deserted island? Ooh. Hmm desert because i've been to death valley and it was beautiful so real real quick i asked this question of somebody else and i said dessert or oh. deserted island <laughs> and they thought i was talking about like ice cream and then i was like oh my god i totally messed up the question <laughs> anyways on to the next waterfalls or lakes oh man geez that's hard Ooh, i don't know waterfalls dawn or dusk dusk Favorite camping meal? Mm, let's see. Favorite camping meal? I don't know. that the, Those soups in a bag. <laughs> oh, what's that? It's like a bag of soup that you put hot water in it, and then it makes like sweet and sour chicken and rice. That was good. Nice. Santa Monica Mountains or San Gabriel Mountains? San Gabriel, a thousand percent. Favorite hike in L.A.? Favorite hike in LA, Baldy, Baldy slash Rattlesnake Peak. Choose one. <laughs> Baldy. <laughs> national park you want to visit the most. Oh, man. National park I want to visit the most. Oh, man. Hmm. That you haven't been to. That already. I haven't been to. Yeah, that's why I'm like, which one? I want to visit. Let me see. What is it? There's one in Montana that I want to go to. Glacier. Yellowstone. Huh? Yellowstone. No, not Yellowstone. I think it's called Glacier oh. some Glacier National Park. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah, okay. It's gorgeous. It's in Montana, so it's in my list to go out there. 
Awesome. City you want to explore, one national and one international. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just hitting you with these questions. City that I want to explore. <laughs> I'm not a city girl. I hate the city. There's cities that are very outdoorsy, so. Um, you know. Let's see. What city do I I want to go to Oregon. That's a state. Um, so maybe Portland and Oregon? Yeah, Portland. Portland and Oregon. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go with that. And then what's one international? Um... I don't know, Lima, Peru. <laughs> oh, yeah. You pretty much kind of answered that earlier. Right? Lima. Awesome. <laughs> favorite outdoor brand? My favorite outdoor brand? Oof, that's hard. I'm not really much of a brand person. I like to support local businesses. You can you can shout one out, yeah. Yeah, so I like... It's outdoor um, focused. My friend's brand is called Enjoy This Life. I love his shirts. Um, and then my other favorite um, local brand is Cali Fit. I love theirs too. Awesome. I'll have to look into that. Yeah. In one word, how does hiking make you feel? Hiking makes me feel strong. What's your ideal outside temperature? 80 degrees. What do you miss <laughs> most about being in the outdoors? Oh, man. What do I miss more about being in the outdoors? Oh, everything. I feel like... That is the best answer. Yeah. I'm just going to take that. Everything. Cool. Well, that concludes round one. You know, you take a little 15 second breather. Oof, man, we'll go that into was round hard. two. Was it? Wedding. No, you're not. <laughs> you, you answered that pretty well, most of them. I was just laughing when I was, because uh, I stuttered. I was like, D desert, desert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Round two. You ready? All right, I'm ready. I'm back. Ready, rock I'm steady. Stronger, wiser. Got it. Wow, that was real quick. <laughs> Favorite kind of food? Favorite kind of food? Hmm, Mediterranean food. Ooh, mm -hmm. yes. I love Mediterranean food. Favorite cartoon show growing up? SpongeBob. <laughs> Favorite emoji? Oh, I already know this oh, one. Oh, I like the emoji that covers its mouth like, uh-oh. No, it's the clap. Oh, man. Oops, take it back. Er, wait, what, wait, wait, what did you say? Which emoji? The one that covers its mouth. Not not the monkey, but the face that covers its mouth. Oh, nice. Yeah. Favorite holiday? My birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to go to the next question, and I was like, she really said that. Huh? <laughs> hey, you gotta, if you can't celebrate yourself, I mean, what else are you going to celebrate? Exactly. I love my birthday. <laughs> favorite music artist right now. Ooh, favorite music artist right or, now. Or, or if I want to rephrase it, who are you listening to the most at the moment? At the moment, Sam Hunt and J Balvin. Yes, J Balvin is the one. Mm -hmm. App you are currently using the most. My app that I'm currently using the most besides Instagram um using the nike what is it the nike running app okay yeah. nice yeah nike run club favorite superhero oh my favorite superhero oh my goodness i've never thought about this hmm it's cool who is it dun, oh. dun, dun, i know dun, i know dun, you're dun, you can, i feel pressured 
I'm just giving you a hard time. I'm just gonna go with you no know, generic. Yeah, just go with your uh, just just throw one out there. A Wonder one Woman. <laughs> Boom! I haven't seen that movie yet. I've been meaning to watch that. Yeah. If you could be any animal, what would it be? Oh, a cat. Of course. I love Miss cats. Cats cat. are the best. What fashion trend do you not just get? What fashion trend do I not just get? Hmm. It's kind of a hard one. That is a hard one. I didn't really like those thick shoes. Thick shoes? The ones with the platform. I don't know. Oh, the platform shoes for girls? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of those. I feel like a lot of ravers wear them. Yeah, yeah. If you could... Wait, what is it? Polka dots or stripes? Stripes. Cuddle with a baby panda or a baby penguin? Oh, man. Hmm. Baby tiger. I'm just kidding. Panda. <laughs> Not even answering the question. <laughs> oh, baby tiger. Oh, that's right. That that uh, that show on Netflix. Yeah, actually, no. I'm like against the touching of baby tigers because it's sad. So I was just kidding. So baby panda? Yeah, baby panda. Describe yourself in three words. Oh, man. That's hard. <laughs> just whatever you think of yourself. Um, I think resilient, humble, and friendly. Amazing. Favorite sound? Meow. <laughs> so I had to like move away from the mic. I was gonna, yeah, that was great. I already lost my place in the question. Where, where am I? Favorite sound? What is your biggest addiction? Oh, my biggest addiction, hiking. If you could move anywhere post-quarantine, where would you live outside of LA? Oh, man. You know what? If I could move anywhere, I, move, I would move to Denver, Colorado. Wow. Great answer. Mm -hmm. So that wraps up all the, the rapid fire question Ooh. segment. You did a great job. Thanks. Nice. <laughs> so we are at the end of the show. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to give you um, the spotlight once again. Ooh. Is there anything that you want to leave with the listeners? Any final words or thoughts? It could be about anything. It doesn't have to be about hiking. It could be about what we're going through right now, whatever you think. Um, I think, let's see. I think just remember to like always, always invest in yourself. Like you're going to be with yourself for the rest of your life and no one is going to love you the way you love you. So take the time to really get to know you. Take the time to understand your triggers, fix yourself and just become the best version of yourself. And that's that was powerful. <laughs> Thanks. That was a great last uh, final thought from you. I thank you for sharing that with everybody and myself. Yeah, no problem. That was really fun. That was, that was great. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show, Dora or D. D. Dora, Santana, Miss Santana, Hiking Lotus Flower, whatever you want to call me. It's funny. You like you have many nicknames. I have many nicknames too. It's just everyone gets confused. <laughs> and on that note, I just wanted to say thank you everyone for listening. Thank you so much, D, for joining the show. I really appreciate your time. And we're out. Of course. Thank you for having me. Bye. Thank you, gracias, and salamat for tuning in to the entire episode. If you like the show, make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes. Follow us on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are now streaming on many major platforms. 
If you want to send me a message about anything, you can email me at justin at justtrek.net or direct message me on Instagram at just.trek or my personal at justrock, J-U-S-T-R-O-C. You can even support the podcast by going to anchor.fm slash justtrek slash support. Lastly, you can discover our featured song of the show on our Instagram story.